As promised, we are back to talk about the missions that took place at Biosphere 2. It is strongly recommended that you listen to episode 205 if you haven't, because in it we explained what Biosphere 2 is, its campus, design, and beginnings of its purpose. And we're going to get to that last one today, as the project was designed to provide knowledge and experience that could be useful for life in the future. Ooh, the future. Let's get to it. Let's bring the future to right now. Well, the future started in 1991. That's when when the first mission at Biosphere started. It lasted two years, September 26, 1991 through September 26, 1993. The crew was made up of eight people with various backgrounds, including engineers, researchers, and at least one medical doctor. As we discussed last time, the goal was to have this crew survive on only what was available to them within Biosphere 2's sealed glass enclosure. However, this led to reports of continual hunger amongst the crew, despite efficient farming practices. One of the crew members was Dr. Roy Walford, a leading advocate of calorie restriction diets being used to extend life and improve health. So he felt he felt right at home with the continual hunger thing, I guess. Well, I mean, you'd hope so. I mean, if he didn't, then they're in real trouble, you know. <laughs> the research he had done in these areas prior to entering Biosphere 2 went into the planning of the mission. Here are some facts for you. The crew lost an average of 16% of their pre-entry weight, reported lower cholesterol and lower blood pressure over the course of the mission. This may be due to 83% of their diets being produced by the agricultural system within the structure. I mean, it definitely sounds like they were probably hungry. Yeah. The species of animals in the biosphere were picked specifically to keep the various biomes running, even if some species died out. This planning turned out to be pretty useful, as most of the introduced vertebrate species and virtually all of the pollinating insect died over the course of the two-year mission. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I did read that they had an influx of ants, so I guess I guess they had that going for them. The mission was also a study of humanity, specifically, quote, confined environment psychology, which studies the impact of remaining in a confined environment on the human psyche. Doesn't seem like something I want to take a part of. By the time the first year rolled around of the mission, the crew had already split into two factions that barely spoke to each other, a.k.a. <laughs> the human experience. While these may have led to negative outcomes, it seems that the crew continued to feel a strong bond towards their work and the sealed-off world that they were within. When it came to keeping Biosphere 2 running and healthy, no division was present. That's good. They, they knew they were there for a job, I guess. Yep. They didn't like each other, but they just got on with it. However, there was stress that was beginning to take its toll. There were disagreements outside of the Biosphere on how the work inside the Biosphere should be carried out. This led to the scientific advisory committee that was running the thing dissolving, and a new research director was brought in to help restore order. By November of 1992, tensions reached a new high when it was discovered that the crew had begun eating food grown from seeds brought in from the outside when crew member Jane Pointer alerted the PR director for the project. She was ordered out of the biosphere structure but refused to leave. This is the second dust-up with Pointer at its center. Just two weeks into the mission, she was injured in a rice threshing machine. Oh, thank you. And had to leave the biosphere to receive medical treatment. 
She was outside for less than seven hours, but it seems that some sort of supplies were placed in the airlocks when she returned. It's unclear exactly what was brought in. Basically, there's a lot of disagreement. It definitely seems like a violation of the spirit of the project. It feels like conspiracy theory time, you know? Was that a real injury, you know? I, I'm looking at pictures of rice threshing machines. I don't want to get hurt in one. Mm, okay. Good to know. There's a lot of pointy parts. Things almost had to end completely in early 1993 when oxygen levels inside biosphere fell to 14.5% of the atmosphere. As the crew started to show signs of sleep apnea and fatigue, oxygen had to be added to the facility's environment on at least two occasions. That seems bad. I mean, look, any new project, there's always some issues, you know? You might accidentally suffocate everybody. <laughs> Indeed, it happens all the time. New podcast, suffocation, it happens. In the end, however, the crew made it to the two-year mark, paving the way for a second mission, but more on that after the break. This episode of Ungenius is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. With Squarespace, you can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, products, services, even content you are creating. Squarespace has everything you need all in one place. It's really easy to make a website look awesome thanks to Fluid Engine, which is Squarespace's next-generation website design system. It's built to unlock your creativity more easily than ever before. You start with the best-in-class website template, customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop and mobile. You can stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine, and it's built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. You can sell your products in an online store, physical and digital products. They have tools you need to start selling online, including a bunch of flexible payment options. So you can make checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment tools. Accept credit cards, PayPal and Apple Pay, and offer customers the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. I love building on Squarespace because all of this stuff is built in. I don't have to go out and piece a bunch of different things together to build what I want. Everything you need is all in one place. So if you have a new project, a new brand, or maybe you've got a website that is in dire need of a refresh, go check out Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com slash ungeniused for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the code ungenius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash ungeniused and the code ungeniused when you decide to sign up to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the support of Ungeniused and Relay FM. After the first mission, extensive improvements were made to the structure of Biosphere 2 and its systems, including better sealant applied to the concrete foundations to limit the uptake of carbon dioxide from the ground. You don't want to have to add oxygen a second time, I guess. No, no, not great. On March 6, 1994, a 10-month mission began with seven crew members, but less than a month in, on-site management was removed, with Steve Bannon, yes, that Steve Bannon, being <laughs> brought in to help run things. This change did not go over well with some of the crew, who claimed the cost-cutting demanded of the new management team would lead to safety issues. And there's your 
plot twist. Yeah, so many plot twists in this. I was just reading along. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait a minute. Can't be. Can't be. It turns out it was. On April 5th of 1994, two members of the first crew allegedly vandalized the project from the outside, opening four doors for about 15 minutes and breaking five panes of glass. Due to this, about 10% of the biosphere's air was exchanged with the outside during this time. The crew member in question said that this was done to draw attention to the management changes that they were unhappy about. Just four days later, the crew captain left the biosphere claiming a family emergency. He was married to one of the executives that had been let go. So family emergency, read it as you will. Mm. Uh, He was replaced as was one other crew member a little bit down the road. So things got spicy with this crew pretty early on. On June the 1st, the management company run by Bannon was dissolved and control was handed to an interim leadership team. But Bannon remained, leaving a year later after a flurry of legal action. Mission 2 was ended prematurely on September 6, 1994, and no sealed-in crew has lived in the facility since. In December 1995, New York City's Columbia University took over the campus and ran it as a research site until 2003. During his time in charge, Columbia University changed the virtually airtight closed structure design to a flow-through system for better CO2 management. This effectively ended the closed system research that had been in mind when the facility was originally conceived. However, this allowed Columbia to carry out global warming research, as scientists could now control CO2 levels within the system. Groups also carried out research on coral reef acidification and more. In 2007, the University of Arizona took over research at Biosphere 2, ending years of rumors that the buildings were going to be demolished. Eventually, the school took over full ownership of the site, which has been used for environmental and agricultural research in the years since. This has included work on growing vegetables, in a lunar-like environment, as well as studying techniques for indoor farming and more. In 2020, a documentary named Spaceship Earth was released about the Biosphere 2. The film focused mostly on the first crewed mission, that that two-year mission we talked about, and brought international attention to the site, which remains in place in Arizona to this day. In fact, we've gotten some notes from listeners who have visited it and sent us pictures, Mm -hmm. and I want to go. I want to see this place in person. Uh, honestly, I think it's a bit of a shame that it didn't work out the way they wanted. I actually think that the idea for the project is really good. Understanding this kind of research on our planet to help us and to maybe help us go to other planets. Like, I think the idea is good, but it's clearly a very hard thing to get right. At least on this scale. I know the University of Arizona actually at the site has done some smaller closed system yeah. work. And I know like like there's a facility in Hawaii that I think does similar things. Well, I'm sure there's lots of them, right? Like, you know, like because it, 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 it's a sound idea, but taking it to this scale of like a settlement of people living, like that, that is very interesting research. And it is a shame that this one couldn't work out. Our thanks to Jim for sending this in. It was a lot of fun to getting uh, getting to know Biosphere 2 better. If you want to read more about Biosphere 2, we got some links in the show notes. They're in your podcast player. They're also on the web at relay.fm slash ungeniused slash 206. And until next time, we manually control our CO2 levels, Mike. Say goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye, y'all.